Ah, God, Garrett. Let's just start off. Sting is a fucking madman. <laughs> Sting right, is dead. We right out the gate. A ghost after that. Sting is dead. There's no oh. way. He's internally bleeding still. He's. We're going to get his report. Sting, dead at 69. Year, dude, what a man, dude. So, how's it going, everybody? This is Charlie. Garrett, you already know what the deal is. This is AEW Revolution. This is our post-show, post-game. Today was fucking game day, and my God, did it deliver, Garrett. How you doing? How you, how are you feeling, Garrett? I am fucking tired after that show. Um, <laughs> five hours with the buy-in. Poof. That's really I, that didn't feel like five hours of wrestling. Yep, seven to seven to twelve uh, Eastern. So oof. Well, that was a long time. I just spent <sighs> yeah. So I never got up from my chair. I don't hey, think. you know what? Me either. Fuck. That's, <laughs> that's how so, I was doing, bro. I was I was in a good mood. Um. So I figured with Revolution, what what our plan is, we're kind of just going to run through the card, and we'll obviously spend more time on other things than not because. I think Garrett and I, needless to say, loved a decent amount of shit on this. But real quick, this is almost like what we do with Dark. Let's just run through the buy-in real quick because, yeah. hey, they played up to it. And kicking us off was Layla Hirsch and Chris Statlander. And this was a fun little match, actually. Um, I, was, I was a little surprised by the winner. Uh, Layla, yeah. Hirsch, Layla ended up winning. And she uh, she she whacked Statlander with behind the ref's back. And then hit the springboard moonsault and got the one, two, three. But Layla, with her heel character, this is a big win. I mean, this is actually a huge win for the character. And I, I imagine we're probably going to see the repercussions of this for the next couple of weeks. Unless they just roll it back on like Wednesday or Friday and do a rematch. We, and Statlander gets a win. But they usually don't do that. That's so. true. Well, we also know what Layla's doing next. <clears throat> I'm just going to jump a little bit ahead here. We yeah. know that she's going to be in the next potential number one contender. And I think because of what also happened later on in the show, that maybe she wins that match and she's the one to beat Britt Baker. That would be kind of crazy. Move. You just never know. But anyway. Yeah. Um, so they, they set her up for that. And she, you know, good for Layla. We, we've been kind of pounding the table for Layla. She moonsault, or not a moonsault, like a springboard thing, but I don't think she ever tried that move before, to be honest. Like, <laughs> I think she was just like, fuck it, let's go for it. Let's but, go for it. Send it in. Uh, but, you know, but she didn't like, it didn't look too bad. It just looked like, oh, she lost her footing a little bit, you know, but like, you know, Just whatever. a shade under 10 minutes, man. So good, op- good opening match for him. Um, <laughs> and then let's, uh, we get Tony Schiavone in the ring and he introduces Kenny Omega, but it's Don Callis. This is kind of nice. It was nice to hear Kenny's theme, but Kenny, by God, Omega. Dude, the pop the crowd had to Kenny's theme, when Kenny actually comes back, Kenny's going to be, be the biggest baby face in the company. Like, You think uh, seeing Callis out here means – I thought it might have meant something for the main event, but nope, nothing. Uh, I thought I thought maybe we would get some – because he's been doing stuff with uh, – and like over with the – the I, he's been doing stuff in TNA with, with yeah. the Bullet Club, so, so I don't know – Maybe I yeah I wasn't sure I was thinking maybe this might play up later. Nothing happens. It uh, will. It just we'd not now. Yeah, Obviously, that's this all was right. To say Kenny's not coming back anytime soon. It was it was a crowd swerve. Hey, now you know what it's I like, respect. Hey, Kenny's that. not really back yet, but he's still around. So you know, <laughs> Hook versus QT Marshall and Garrett. This went five minutes. I think Hook Hook's presentation still is amazing, and I will say the finisher here. It reminded me a little bit of Samoa Joe with the uh, psyching him out, not taking. Uh, QT Marshall's move and then hitting him with the red rum. I, that reminded me a little bit of Samoa Joe in that. And I was I was pretty excited about that. I could it. see him doing that same fucking move that Joe would do for years on the indies where he would just walk away from people's Right? That, that's the I vibe I could see I that working with somebody like Hook, especially if they were to bring in somebody like Joe. Like, even if Joe doesn't want to wrestle, if he's like, yeah, no, nah, dude. I'm like if Joe takes Hook under his wing and all oh, Dude, man. oh. oh. Ooh, speaking of bringing someone under their wing, my God, I can't wait till we get to that. 
Uh, but yeah, Hook wins. First pay-per-view match. Good for him. Five minutes on the dot. And then we get into this six-man tag that was just... This could have been on the main show. This was this, that good of a match. I, this almost like set the pace for the night. And I was like, if they're putting this on the buy-in, what the fuck's to come? And oh, I have no words. Let me just start off by saying the aesthetic of this match to me is so pleasing. I, I <laughs> Pento Scuro, Gucci sweater, Palpatine, Sith Eternal out there. He had a little <laughs> bit Darth Maul going though with that face paint. Um, <laughs> I know it's like it's, it's great. It's the, it's hamming it up, I love it. But I mean, be, between the the matchups of Brody King and Eric Redbeard, I think Redbeard taking the pin here is the right call. He's not signed. Eric Redbeard hitting the the Tope Atomico. It's beautiful stuff, man. Um, we got this is awesome chance. Buddy Matthews first match in AEW. I mean, him and Penta. There's there's something there, man. I mean, I I know Penta can probably do that with everyone, but. I'm not mad if they run that off on Wednesday or Friday this week. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> anything dude, you got from this one? So, for like, if you just put all six of these guys' names on paper and three of them weren't already in a faction, and you like you you ran this match, it would just look like one of those random six man tag matches where like nobody in it matters. It's just three people, three good guys and three bad guys, and they're just yep. and we used to complain about those for like literally years on our podcast, right? But like this is like six random guys who didn't have anything, but they gave them something because and they they made a really interesting match out of it. I like I said, it was like a main show quality match. Like we got new characters out of it. Penta Penta is now finally Pentagon Dark, but Penta Oscuro, and it's nice seeing Redbeard back. I I got really happy seeing him, man. He just looked happy. Which he ate the pin, which is good because he might yeah. so kind of suggests he's not going to make a run out of this. Which I yeah, it's just a fun little kind of makes me sad that you know because Brody's no longer with us. Obviously, that he's basically done with wrestling because obviously that suggests they were probably going to make some kind of tag run. You know, it's just so sad. Oh, man, you know? That would have been so cool if he had yeah him but joining. Like maybe he it, was it supposed was... to be like the last member of the Dark Order or something. Like oh, that could have been fun, but. but... Um, King got the pile. He yeah, basically they all went nuts, and Malachi ended up getting the cover. Malachi looking very tan, which takes us to our main card, Garrett. Yeah, there was kind of a lack of rules on this show in general. <laughs> just, just throw it all at the wall. And our main our our main card kicked off with Kingston and Jericho and Garrett. I was just like silently, really hoping. I was like, please don't let Jericho go over, please. Like this, it, it would destroy Kingston's character. We talk a lot about. You can't make characters look dumb and then expect them to recover. Exactly. This entire feud has been Chris Jericho just destroying Eddie Kingston, talking about pretty much how worthless he is. And Kingston ended up getting this win. Jericho refused to shake his hand. I think Kingston took one of those code breakers to the fucking eye, by the way. Yeah, it looked like he almost stopped the match for a second, like, because he couldn't see, like. Kingston taps Chris Jericho out. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about the match I, in general? So it was Chop City all over the place. Uh, there was just – it was – people were getting lit up. Um, and dropping on their heads. Oof. Sorry, there, there's there's like three or four in this match. Yeah. Um, I – absolutely crazy. I was actually shocked they hit the, um, the Hurricane Rana move because they're both two kind of huge guys, you know, like – but, yeah, you know. Um, Eddie, man. I, it, this, I think their styles mix way better than I thought they would on paper because Jericho yeah. is just a little like he's a step slower than he was even in his most recent WWE runs. You know, um, I I think I agree with you 100 percent though. This whole like what I felt like I got told the story in this match 
um, and this is just the word that I wrote down in my notes, is the word disrespect. Like, there was no respect from Jericho toward no. Kingston at nope. all, even at the end. And that's why when I was talking about this, I agreed with Ryan Alvarez. I think this can continue, and it will continue. I think this might be the only feud that has a shot. If it's as good as I think it could be, if Jericho's gigabrain strategy for booking, like, three months in advance and trying to make it work with some like weird stuff. Like if it's as good as I think he thinks it is, then yeah. it could be like the only thing to rival MJF and punk this year. And, like, and Eddie's crazy. facial reactions, dude, after he won, he, he was in disbelief. This was Eddie Kingston beat Chris Jericho on pay-per-view. And you can't state that enough. Like this can't is- wait till the next pay-per-view where Jericho beats him. All right. Oh um, no, please. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so that was our opener. I was like, okay, cool. What are we jumping into next? Oh, my God. The match I was most excited for. Jurassic Express, Red Dragon, the Young Bucks. Oh, my. I loved, loved the story of this match. It, it You could tell. I have you, a bone to pick with this you, match. You were going to wait. You were, like, you were like, all right, here we go. How long until the Young Bucks and Red Dragon turn on each other? They, they were, it was going respectfully. It was going respectfully. You know, hey, we're trying to help you out. You're trying to help us out. Luchasaurus looked like a million bucks every single time they gave him a chance. That he is the definition. He did not have that much in this match, which I was surprised. He, by. he is the definition of the hot tag in AEW. He gets he got that hot tag spot like three times, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, I mean they just didn't if he because if he's in the match, I mean that was the whole point. They were trying to keep him out as much as possible so that yeah. one of them had the chance to win. Well, okay, so before we move on to praising the match, I did say there's one thing I did not like. Um, I hate fucking triple threat tag matches where there's not three people in the ring. I just, it looks so bad to me that like, and they even, they even memed about it later in the match where like, they were like, nah, I just actually won't tag you in. That's because you could just decide mutually to like as the champion and challenger. That's not the other challenger. If it's the other challenger, that's not in the ring. Like it was in this case to just not ever tag the other challenger in. And And what can can they ever literally do? But then they also broke the same setup rule because they implied that that's how it worked. But then literally Kyle O'Reilly tags himself in off Jungle Boy from Jungle Boy's corner. So it's like, I don't, none of the corners even mattered. So why were they standing at corners and the tags? I hate tag matches like this for that reason, because they just make no sense. Yeah, the style of match, that's fair. Well, I, I, I could agree itself, with that. Like, if you had just done that where there was a third person, I don't know why that it confuses people that write, watch wrestling so much that you could have I a I don't third know. Person. I think it's like, why even make it a, a three way match then? Like, if you're not going to. The only thing all I can think teams. of is they didn't make it a tornado tag because they have one already. That's the only I think thing that I was the of. problem. Maybe that match didn't need to have that stipulation. Maybe it could have just been made. Probably. Like, that match, and I'll, I'll get to that match. What That match could have probably just been a a extreme rules or not extreme rules but like a street fight or something you know what i mean like it could have just been given that but they i feel like they have too many street fights so that's the reason why they don't want to do that you know like we just had an AEW world title match that was a death match you know like so it's like exactly but i mean yeah i gotta say i i don't think i could put this match over enough in terms of just how into it i was once they really started i was into the story as it was going on and then once they finally turned on each other, it just I, – I, they work so well together. Red Dragon and the Young Bucks, I mean, that I really hope that's the feud, like, for the title at All Out. Like, you can play it up. Let Jurassic Express get a title reign. May, maybe, maybe get proud and powerful in their reign and then go back to this. Like, I hope that this is the two tag teams that they really let do what the Young Bucks did at this most recent All Out. 
with Lucha Brothers. They brought that feud back at the right time because they knew this is the two teams that can just steal the show together. And I just, I, I don't know. I'm such a tag team match guy when the Young Bucks are in it. They, I've literally never seen them have a bad match still to this day. And it just, it blows my mind. I But I will say this, I am glad of the result because Jurassic Express, this is a good title reign. And I hope they keep it going. I will say, I hope they actually <clears throat> get used more. Um, because they kind of got tie- tied up in this Red Dragon versus Buck stuff. So I hope yeah. they get an actual challenger soon so they can actually have something. Yeah, the Gun Club stuff was pretty good, but I know what you mean. They, it was, it's was it been kind of like a, a It almost felt like they wanted to run Gun Club to Revolution, but then the Bucks Red Dragon stuff kind of got in the way. Like, yeah, they were like, this is this is money. So, yeah, Jurassic Express wins. Um, Luchasaurus ended up nailing Matt with a flip power combo for the 1-2-3 in the win. Again, very fun. No yeah, shena- Thoracic Express, I believe, is the name of the move. Yeah, yeah there you go. And I loved it. So, um, let's. And then I'm like, how do? All right, what do we possibly do next? Where are we going to next? How can they possibly keep this pace up? You know. And uh, face of the Revolution ladder match: Keith Lee, Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Christian Cage, Orange Cassidy. I mean, there's so many spots we could bring up. It is. Do any of the. Like, any certain spots stick out to you right off the top of your head that you I actually like? didn't write any down? Okay, um, because I didn't. Orange think Cassidy, that, I'm, I'm going to be honest that with ladder you. in the middle. Of okay, a- that was good. Yeah, that to there, me was to, just. I'm going to be honest with you. Other than like all the agility stuff that people like, I feel like part of and this is going to be an unpopular opinion. The great part of a ladder match is when you have really like people that have like lots of agility and stuff like that, and they can actually like do stuff and certain kinds of wrestling moves. Felt like that wasn't there. I felt like there was no shot that there was ever going to be a Wardlow running at Keith Lee and he was going to like back body drop him because that's just not going to happen. Like, I mean, it might happen, but it didn't. The Wardlow powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee spot by the. uh, I I just thought like I, 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 I what I wrote in my notes, and I think this is kind of suggestive that this match maybe should have included more or maybe less big guys as much as I liked having three big guys in there. Um, I, I wrote that there should have been more ladder spots. I mean, this was a ladder match. Uh, that's fair. I, 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 I liked the match. I don't get me wrong. I think that they got caught up in the big man ladder match idea without really thinking downs. it through. Um, because maybe, and maybe it should have just been two. Like I, I, you know, it did feel in moments like Powerhouse Hobbs was kind of just not really ever in it because he knew maybe he knew he wasn't going to win or something. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. like Wardlow looked like a star the entire time. Ricky yes. Starks had see they used him for the, like the fun spots, the spear through the ladder, getting knocked through the ladder. I feel like that was all him. I feel like he was like, bro, I got this spear through a ladder. It's going to look great. And they're like, all right, whatever. Hits it you on know, Christian, like- too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than um, that, Wardlow came across looking like a massive star. I, I can only imagine. There's no way. Ricky Starks' neck is officially dead. There's no shot. It's not re-injured after that. Yeah, he did a good job protecting it, though. You see, he had both hands there, so I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, I mean, he did, but, but oof, that. Still, with, with knowing his history was like a, a year ago, was, you're like, oh, God, please. That was like a Kevin Nash <laughs> jackknife powerbomb just dropping you straight on your head, you know? Like, Dan Housen is so over. <clears throat> and this is how they use him. They use him in 30-second spots that don't impact the match at all. He put you know the- what's going to suck, though, is when he actually starts wrestling, and I have to start being a really like, heelish on our show all the time because how much I hate Dan Housen. Um, hey, man. I 
I, I've I've grown to love him at this point. I, I no, love, I mean I appreciate what I he does comedically. I just I hate that he's gonna be. It's gonna be like every comedy character in wrestling, and he's just gonna become. It's the gimmick is gonna be that well he can take the pin because he's not a serious character. But he's then like, they're gonna like, walks funny. Like I can't explain it, man. But then like somehow Danhausen will end up as a tag team champion at some point. You know, like Danhausen like, Orange wow. Cassidy. You can already Ooh. see it. Ugh. Yeah, but not anyway. the tag team. And he maybe uh, when the trios title comes, maybe they'll do That's something. What I mean, he'll be a part of that trio, and I'll be so pissed that it's not Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Trent Beretta. Well, he's not. I mean? Yeah, I, I, they they're using him properly. He is so over though. I mean that that reaction was it was huge. It rivaled the Wardlow reaction later in the night. But yeah, I mean, like I just I don't know I. I I felt like, and maybe this was just my assumption going in, that that was going to be a little limited in what they could do because of the three big guys. And that's not to say that they can't. I just think in ladder matches, it's tough when you have big guys like that to get some of those oh, more yeah. insane, like, just, like, let's go back to the ladder match that we had. Like, what was it, like, between Cody and and, uh, and Sammy? Like, like, what was that, two or three, four weeks ago? Whatever it was now. Like... Um, yeah, they orange you know, Cassidy those, took a you know, beating. I to say the least. Cody's not a small guy, <laughs> but he can still do a lot of the stuff that you know. The, the, apparently, these guys couldn't do it. Although I feel like if Wardlow had a one-on-one ladder match with somebody, it would be incredible, especially based off the little spot he did where he jumped up from a vertical base oh, yeah. to the halfway up the ladder position, which, um. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, like. I, I agree with what you're saying in terms of the agility. I think for what this was with the three bigger guys, I kind of I liked a lot of the stuff. I think maybe they just didn't let them go. Maybe there were some ideas for stuff, but like everyone was like, you guys will die if you do that. And so they just didn't let them do anything. I just, I'm just I feel glad like they didn't have maybe, anyone look like a geek just standing at the Maybe top. it was that couple of years of Money in the Bank matches that just like ruined ladder matches forever because like they did everything you could ever do in them. For a well, couple I mean, you could years. even take it back a couple months ago with the casino ladder match. I mean, with Hangman. I mean, that was yeah. Okay, so there's a perfect example. So that ladder match, it which also featured Orange Cassidy, felt important and felt like it it had stakes at moments and like people were gonna go like they got thrown into ladders. So maybe maybe that's just because we've had so many good ladder matches already that like this one because it was a little different didn't quite fair for me i don't know like i just felt like i've seen better ladder matches in AEW. maybe this is just i i would still uh, think this is probably like a 4.25 if i were guessing i, mean, I have they, no idea that big man spot like with this. the double table is nuts i mean you can't pull that off with three smaller guys um i mean that's also saying, like that felt like to me like they need to take out the two big three. men why couldn't they have done a spot with the ladders like why did it have to be them getting shoved off the stage like that like that didn't feel like necessary. Well, they did that orange cast that goofy orange cast ladder spot yeah yeah all right well but uh yeah wardlow takes the win he he's the story here Wardlow's going to be tnt champion in two weeks that's pretty like, obvious I built, at this the, point. I, the problem is i built up the red face of the revolution ladder match in my head is this like of the same quality of the other ladder matches that I mentioned, right? And I guess it just isn't, you know? Like, maybe this is just a, a match that needs to just be completely reworked. Like, I don't know. Fair. Like, Hey, it's just it's how it worked for you. The buck you and know? brass ring took me out of it, though. I'm sorry. It's, just, it's dumb. <laughs> Tony Schiavone, yeah. Tony. Oh, so right after that match, we're like, all right, here we go. We got to chill out now. We got to, like, chill out at some point. We just went three fucking sh- insane matches back-to-back, and we see Tony Schiavone, and he's – He's introducing AEW's newest acquisition, Swerve Strickland. Swerve is all elite. We, 
we touched on this briefly a couple weeks ago. I mean, both of us are, mm-hmm. are big fans of Swerve when, yes. when he announced he signed. It's nice to see him out there. Swerve has a presentation about him that he feels like a star. Swerve, whose house? Swerve's house. Everyone knew it instantly. That's a good sign for him. And, hey, Swerve is one of those guys, whether it's TNT champion, eventual world champion, maybe you toss him in a team, he's going to have a role. And, hey, I'll be honest, I, I'm I'm just very happy with this acquisition. It's, it's a fun time to do it. If you uh, Tony Schiavone introducing these guys like this, it, it's a fun little uh, little routine they got going at the pay-per-view. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Every pay-per-view or so. Maybe not every pay-per-view. Because they only every, got four pay-per-views a year, so it's not hard to yeah, do. Every, every pay-per-view, if you've got some new talent you're looking at signing that are, are ready to sign, but you don't have anything for them yet, you know, per se. Yeah. Like you don't have a feud you immediately want to throw them into. Um, it's a good thing. It's a good and, spot. I mean, to put no Jeff in. Hardy tonight, so they still have that in the bag. Absolutely. Which I was a little disappointed by. I thought, I thought for sure we were going to get something with that, but yeah, I, I, I thought there was even a spotty come out, which we'll talk about. And uh, no, I thought there was multiple points in that match where it would have made sense, just like psychology wise, because they were due. Well, I'm going to tell you actually exactly when I thought. Right after the Butcher and the Blade came out, I yeah. thought, okay, next is it's got to be Jeff because they keep doing this, and it's like they're throwing everything at the wall, but. Eh, whatever. So, so at this point, we just went 17 and a half minutes with House of Black, 13 and a half minutes with Eddie Kingston, 19 minutes with the tag, and then 17 and a half minutes again with this ladder match. And we're like, oh, my God, this is just going nuts. And then we finally get uh, the TBS championships. We kind of figured it's probably not going to go as long. That was our guess going in mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. and Because the precedent with Jade has been they don't let very many people get I mean, to this point, the longest match she had was in character with, with Solo. too, especially in, in in character too, especially like they don't they don't and want I like people that, going that, along that worked with perfectly her. for her match with Ruby. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but it, they needed to let her loose in one of these matches, and I think this was the one. Like, this felt big. Um, Jade got the uh, the music entrance. Fucking good job, Jade. Feels I, I'm not. I think Jade feels like the biggest star right now. She had fucking cool looking and gear tonight. The the gear. You're a Mortal Kombat fan, so yeah, I'm fucking a Mark from Mortal Kombat, and I hadn't even thought about that. Her name is Jade. Yeah, and the character is Jade. I'm just like, oh Jesus. Plus, it matches her green together? as money gimmick right now. Yes. And I now that I think about it, like the whole green. I don't even know if she's gonna keep doing that. I mean, she still say the money thing. I don't know if her hair is gonna be green though, because I feel like it was the build up for this fucking thing. Like, I, I think know? the presentation of Jade. We talk about it with Hook all the time. The mm. presentation of Jade. She feels like the biggest star in the company, and that's unbelievable how they've done that within a year. She was literally rookie of the year in 2021, but we were kind of messaging with each other, and because for a long time on this podcast, if you guys have been following, or if this is your first time, we said for a while. Layla Hirsch has been Jade Cargill's best match. And I feel comfortable saying, even if this was a sub-seven-minute match, it didn't feel like it. In a sub-seven-minute match, Jade and Tay Conti, this worked. I mean, this this was my new this is my new favorite Jade match. I I think the the kissing part was kind of funny. It's a playoff. I, so this week that had, she kissed her on the forehead, and I thought that was fucking brilliant. And this week now she's taking that up a notch. The her eye of the storm looks great. When Jade hits her finisher, Anna Jay came out for some shenanigans, and she hit Anna Jay with that fucking kick. It literally looks like she she knocks her out with a kick. Like it's it's a simple kick, but yet the way she hits it and how big she is compared to everyone else. I think with some of those things, it's how people sell it. To be honest with you, but I that mean, too. like, 
Um, but I agree with you. This was a very horny match. Um, Hor- the horniness was through the roof. It's like when Brody Lee would hit his big boot. That's still my favorite big boot. Because the way he'd hit it was like, oh my God. Shout out Bludgeon Brothers, man. I love that fucking team. But the, yeah, how, um, how do you, how'd you feel about this one? Jade Jade obviously won with her uh, yes. with her finisher. To Jaded, yes. Uh, I Yeah, like I said at the start, I think this is the one where they finally let her kind of go and do what she was capable of. Um, I did not expect to see Jade uh, hitting a frog splash. Dude! I didn't expect, I didn't expect that to be within her moveset because she's so... they Because the way that we were talking about, the way that they book her psych, like psychology-wise in the ring is like she's not... No one is on her level. She's just like everyone is jobbers to her. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, um, in terms of the way she can wrestle them, uh, but it, like she could do the other things. She just doesn't have to. So it does make me question a little bit. Okay. So why does she sometimes at all? Like, it's not like she's getting pushed if like everybody's jobbers to her, but then it's also like, whatever, I guess Ty Conti just is, is that badass, you know? Yeah. Um, it, and Jade's, Jade's character just knocks these fucking people. Out I'm so going fast. to say though, and I have said this, Every single time with Jade's opponents, no idea where they're going with this next because undefeated streaks are fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm trying to think. Maybe Hikaru Shida. Maybe they built up to double or nothing with Hikaru Shida beating. It feels like Serena has to be it because nobody then, else. Like it's the same problem with Britt Baker. Yeah. Who do you have? That's a credible oh, star. You have oh. Shida. You have Britt Baker. Yeah. You have. Maybe Riho, but Riho's not going to come down to the TBS well, Nyla, division. Yeah, Nyla Rose is great, but she's a heel. So, and I also don't think Nyla Rose should go down to the TBS division right now. I don't. I think it was cool to have Nyla in that tournament, but I think once you decided not to put it on Nyla, I would say what you were going to do, you know, then there's no reason for Nyla to wrestle for that championship because Nyla would. Hear me out, bro. You know what it should be? Like, it should be Diamante. We should we should get like a program with her. They're never putting Diamante on TV. It's ah, not happening. So upsetting too. All right, let's move on to this dog collar match here. CM Punk MJF Garrett. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take the reins with this one. Just just right yeah. off the bat with the with the music, bro. Come on. Oh oh, dude, that was. Well, first of all, the troll with the music. MJF yep. hits us with the troll first, and then comes <laughs> out. Um, loved that. CM Punk coming out to the classic classic theme i actually hadn't heard this theme uh because i you know some a lot afi of the man water a lot of the old ring of honor clips uh on youtube weren't exactly good sound quality <laughs> you know, and they probably take it they take the music off so they don't have the right that to too, it yeah so they can keep it up there yeah exactly exactly probably true um but anyway but i did appreciate it. i was like okay this is obviously his old entrance music and i like the old school kind of look he had going on too that was really cool yep um this was. I didn't expect to see blood this early. I'm gonna be honest. I mean, they said that there would be blood, but you don't always oh, get yeah. that when they say it in promos, you know. Um, uh, MJF uh, made his blading a little bit obvious, and he stuck his face under the ring. But whatever. Um, yeah. He's he's learning uh, with that. Obviously, he'd never bladed before. Um, Hand me that fucking mic. That was pretty. Good. <laughs> that was pretty funny, actually. I did enjoy that spot where he was just talking shit. MJF has gotten so much better at in-ring storytelling throughout the match. And this this was a different paced match from the matches we've just had. This was not fast. This was this was a slow burn. It was 25 minutes 45 seconds. This was a slow burn. And dude, this feud, man, it just it needed to bleed, right? 
I will uh-huh. say slight nitpick. Part of me wishes we didn't see CM Punk bleed like that on Friday or Wednesday with how quick he did it this time. I, th- I feel like it would have had more of an impact on this pay-per-view had we not seen that I yet. Think that, I think what you're getting at is kind of the problem that I have with a lot of the matches on this show um, later on is that I feel like when, when everybody's fucking bleeding all night, it takes away from it a little bit. Um, and I think when everyone's bleeding like once a week, a couple times a week sometimes, depending on the fucking week of wrestling from AEW, yeah. I understand hey man, that I'm Tony Khan wants to recapture that old school attitude era. Everyone's blading all the time and like people are like almost dying from blood loss because they put on a 20 minute <laughs> match and they've been bleeding for 15 of it. You know, like, hey, man, I mean, like I, I, I loved that. I loved stuff from that era of wrestling, too, but I don't think it makes wrestling seem more well, real. I think if everyone's two... bleeding all the time, I actually think it's the same less real. Yeah. You know, like I think the two matches tonight had to bleed, though, because they had built it up in the promos. Well, then maybe that's, I think maybe that's how you smartly book things. You don't yeah. book everything to be a blood feud. And I don't know that John Moxley and Danielson needed to bleed. I think I, I don't think they needed to either. If he didn't mention, I'm not going to team with someone if I don't bleed with him first. I, I just don't, I think that line was silly because it's like, yeah, now he, you're he shouldn't have said saying, it. If, we're going to bleed. We're going to bleed. Like, yep. okay. So, but like, yeah, I think. And then we knew I, with I the think, dog collar, we knew that was going to happen. So. The dog collar stuff, I so it it was about what I expected. It wasn't like a stipulation I'd want to see again, probably. But maybe like, once a year, literally. That's it. If even that, maybe and once every couple. The feud's gotta years, be like, worth it, and this one was. This one needed the bloody. Yeah, this feud got to the point of being bloody, where you do want to beat the shit and choke the shit out of each other with a dog collar. Let's talk about the thing at the end here. MJF's calling for Wardlow after the tax. The tax spot were were they were fun. MJF sold the GTA, the GTS on the tax beautifully. Uh, but MJF is calling for Wardlow. And Wardlow, he comes out to the ring. He can't find it. He can't find it. He's not, I don't have the ring. Punk is the GTS. That's the one I'm talking about. MJF sells it beautifully. And then Wardlow gives Punk a look like, oh. And then he hands the ring out, sticks it on the mat, and just, Garrett, this, was, this might have been the biggest reaction of the night. I'm not even kidding. The people want, they have a gem in Wardlow with the, I know, diamond ring. Um, <laughs> and he, Punk puts the ring on, MJF spits on him, Punk fucking beats him with it and gets the one, two, three. This is the right move for this. I think with the music, with everything else, Punk winning because Wardlow fucked over MJF at the very end, finally turning babyface, I think. Maybe. I have to imagine after that, after that. I mean, he's certainly going to be the next person that MJF feuds with. So we haven't seen him and MJF toss hands yet, but I'm imagining that's next. Or maybe this results in MJF trying to fuck him over in the TNT title, which I hope doesn't happen. But that could be how you don't let Wardlow win it, right? So Wardlow uh, finally turning face. And if I, did you Could you believe the reaction it got? Uh, yeah, I mean, because everybody that... I think everybody watches everything that Wardlow does. I think that's why they throw him on dark so much. Like, you know what I mean? Because they want people to watch that show too. I mean, I, you know, I mean, Wardlow has been on TV for like the better part of the last three or four months ever since, um, he started his like recent run, whatever you want to call it, um, toward whatever, you know, championship or build up, whatever, I guess toward the face of the revolution currently. Um, and so people know who he is and like, 
it was before then it was funny because we were both like, oh man, Wardlow's getting so good. I can't wait till they actually use him, you know? That was now basically our sentiment through through December yep. last year. Um, so we were just like, God, I, I really hope they do something with this guy. And then they they finally on the around the first of the year turned it around and he's been building up toward this ever since. So I feel like it just makes sense for and I think I kind of agree with you. I think I think he's gonna get his title shot and I think MJF is gonna be who costs them, you know? I um, hope they don't do that. I hope they just let him win now, because now he's yeah. No, because well, why is everyone trying to end Sammy Guevara's well, title losing. so badly? He's either losing it to Scorpio or Wardlow. There's no shot he does Why? Why do people hate Sammy Guevara so much? I don't understand. I love he's Sammy. had a better title reign than literally any other TNT champion. Like, I love him, but man, it's there's only one singles title. That's like not the, the sentiment, world title. The sentiment of the TNT championships runs that I've seen has been that everybody that had it before didn't have it for long enough, pretty much. Like... They all, they all were either a. It was either the first title reign, which was super long, I think, and then like everything else has been like eighty days or something like that. Like maybe I'm misremembering, but I think that's how I remember hearing about it. Like because I hadn't seen because it was Miro, and that was like a hundred something. Yeah, Darby Allen and Miro had decent reigns. I think everyone else has been a little shorter. So like, well, of course Darby would because that was Darby's like ascension or whatever. But like. I don't know, man. Like, and Darby, it's, a, it's Darby. a hard spot because there's so many, there's such good book talent around him right now that him just holding the belts. I mean, he's already a two time champion at least. So, I agree. I mean, look, I, I think people would take him less or more seriously as the champion if he wasn't going around with two fucking championship belts too. Like, I don't understand, like, like why people just yeah. Want we saw him on the have blog. I mean, that's championship a per- so badly. You know what I think it is. I think it's because he's everything that a lot of people want to be. I'm genuinely being honest here. I think people are just jealous of Sammy Guevara because I can't. I don't see the problem with this title reign right now. I, I didn't mean, understand it when people you know were, me. when when they put it on I Cody. Sammy. I was like, why did you interrupt this title reign that was in the middle of building? I wish up? they didn't like, take it off him for Cody. I'll be honest there, dude. I think honestly, people wouldn't have as big of a problem with this current one if they hadn't done that. If you would just if he beats Cody there. And never has that. I mean, granted, we don't have the ladder match that gets in the title again or whatever. But if he doesn't have that fucking ladder match happen, I think that we would probably just be like, damn, he's had a really crazy title or and he even finally beat Cody. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I love. Hey, man, we, we've been putting him over for weeks now at this point with it, that with the matches he's put on. And he had another great one tonight. But let's hop into Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Um. This, I mean, this match is it, it. It was kind of thrown to the wolves trying to follow Punk and MJF because that was just such a beautiful story, and it went so long. And this got stuck between MJF, CM Punk, and Moxley Danielson. This match had no chance. It had no, no chance. This was a this was considered a cool down match and, from the time it was put on the card. Unfortunately, it seems like you know. And I hate to say it, Thunder Rosa looked great again. Britt just kind of was. Going through the motion. I, I don't understand this decision to keep the belt on Britt. The crowd, when Britt, when it was the one, two, three, and Britt won, there wasn't cheers. There wasn't boos. People were just like kind of staring. They were like, oh, really? And I, I keep seeing people on Twitter like, oh, well, this is just because they're going to set up a Thunder Rosa to win it in her hometown. Fuck that. She'd rather win it on the pay-per-view. And a night where no titles changed, by the way. Yeah, zero title changes. I kept track of that why, for the whole show. Why? Why is Britt holding the beautiful new championship, by the way? 
Didn't we have yeah, different again, opinions? Normally, on that? when people when they make a new championship belt, is always on a title change. It's the stupidest thing. Like, and so they get this new title. I'm like, oh man, that looks beautiful. It finally looks like a world championship. I mean, look, the match was perfectly fine. It just it was stuck between a hard place. I'd have to rewatch this match in a vacuum because I'd be. I mean, it's it's really hard to think about it right now when it was sandwiched between those. But what I when I was watching it, I was like, Thunder Rosa stood out. Britt, you know, hits her cool moves. She had to get shenanigans to win again. This was a very shenanigans heavy night, which I called on our predictions show. And you were like, no. And I was like, no, dude. It wasn't really shenanigans heavy. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, the I mean, this was the only the, match that really decided it. I mean, I will give you that Kingston versus Jericho by this point, though, but it had happened. And the face of the revolution, both, I mean, there wasn't really room for shenanigans yeah. in the face of the revolution or whatever. There's just no room for it, but... Um, I think when I'm talking shenanigans, I'm talking it determines the result, like how this did. You see what I'm saying? I mean, we probably just have different different classifications and definitions of our our. Because if you're talking about people running out, I meant I was thinking that while watching the show, like, wonder what you consider to be shenanigans. Because to me, anybody getting involved in the match at all is shenanigans. Like, as long as it doesn't impact the result. So, like Anna J coming out made sense to counter Mark Sterling. She, it is kind of silly what the definition of clean is for some people too. Like people will be like, there will be a match where someone literally gets involved, and they'll be like, yeah, and then they got a clean yeah, victory. Brick did not win. They did clean. So that's the thing. It's like so. So I wonder would would people say CM Punk won it clean? I, he, yeah, I he guess won technically the match. that's that's why I was wondering that because CM Punk already won the match. The ring was extra. He he could have pinned him after the GTS. No one's kicked exactly. Out of it. The ring was extra. I would say CM Punk won that match already. Agreed. But, so it's like, why even? So then it all becomes like, subjective, right? It, that's, but yeah, I mean, what what do you think of the result here with Brit Brit retaining? I thought it was completely stupid. Like, why even book a women's in a championship seven, in, in a if you're just going to have one person hold it forever? I mean, like seventeen uh, plus minute match, by the way. It was a good match. I will say that I think Tony Khan just doesn't like women. I'm just going to say it. Um, this was not the best women's match of the night by any means. I'm I'm being serious because he won't, he, the only time that he books women is when he, he, this is going to be the same fucking problem with Jade and I'm already seeing it happen. They're never going to beat Jade the same way. They're never going to, they're just going to have to say they're Oh, we have our two women's champions. All right. Just sign a bunch of female talent for them to be. I guess. I mean, Hey, if thunder doesn't win this title in her hometown, I fully agree with you. This is, can I can I be honest I hate with the you? Fact that she I think win it that the actual pop is going to be less now when she wins it. Yeah, even if it's in her hometown, I agree. I a hundred percent because like the crowd wanted I, it. I feel like this had the perfect timing, and, and honestly, I feel like so did the Chris Dalley in her match. So now, whatever, what happened? She know? goes on to beat Layla, who's on the hottest streak of her career in AEW. Probably is honestly, that what happens seriously. now? No, seriously, I think that's what happens because I think they're not going to give. Uh, Thunder Rosa, like three title shots in like four months or something, whatever it'll be like. You know, you know what's funny? I knew what I was when we were kind of like just doing like a mini plan of getting ready to talk about the show. I was like, this is going to be the match that we're just going to be like, this result was not the way. This is not the way. And I, uh, everyone always says, let it play out, but uh, come on, man. You can't always say that. But whatever, Jamie Hayter. Well, what what are we letting play out? What what is it? They're so, letting like, it play out that Thunder Rosa is going to beat Layla and then beat beat uh, Jade in her hometown where they had the five star match last year. And we have said this repeatedly. If it's not going to be um, 
Thunder or somebody like that, like like Chris Statland or something like that, if it's not going to be your established stars, it's got to be Jamie Hayter. It's honestly, it can't be Layla. It Hirsch. has to. I, be. As much as I love Layla, I don't think she's ready for that yet. I'm just being honest. If and even Thunder if Rosa like, doesn't oh, win this at that, uh, but dude, and were we are we really sacrificing Layla after this big win? Yes, no, they are they're literally. Uh, they're literally hurt. just feeding Layla to Thunder. That's all they're doing, and it's fucking frustrating. Like. So now Chris Statlander eats a loss so that they can give Thunder Rosa another title shot. I mean, like, I'm so going to be honest, I do not And if understand she doesn't win the that, then it's just completely here. over, and they might as well just unbook the women's division. Like, genuinely, <laughs> like. <laughs> they got Jade, and that's it. They got a Thanos snap. Like, don't get me wrong. have Alex in terms, come out dressed as the Riddler and Thanos snap <laughs> the entire women's division. In terms of a character, I, they got it with Britt, but this title reign is just it's time to it's time to change it up and i think everyone agrees we all we all know how good brit's character is and how good brit is but man all right let's let's uh we, we i'm done talking about yeah we vented much. our frustration let's get into this 21 minute <laughs> wrestling fucking classic and that was john moxley versus brian danielson let me just say this match started with we want violence chance oh this garrett the grappling the fucking it just this is the kind of wrestling I love. Chain wrestling, the fucking just beating each other up, the te- the technical wrestling of Brian Danielson, and I gotta say, man, Moxley just he can wrestle any type of style. He can wrestle anyone. We've seen Literally. him wrestle fucking Nick Gage death matches and look great. He wrestles Cardona and looks great. He wrestles fucking I'm blanking Suzuki and looks great. Tanahashi. And now he goes to Danielson, a different style from all of those guys. And he makes it work. He plays into it. It got bloody. Real quick, let's hit the end real quickly. It was kind it was a so the pin was was Brian was beating him up, right, with some elbows. Mm-hmm. Moxley rolls forward, bounces off the ropes, and presses Brian's shoulders onto the mat to get the win. So no one no one taps out to a finisher. This this to me is a billion times better of a finish than if they would have counted, like went to a timeout. I, I, I'm save those timeouts for big stuff. We've had too many recently, like in the past six months. When I say recently, I'm talking six months. Yeah, like we had two this, within like a month of each other. We had to have brutal. a winner here. I saw some people being like, "Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't you hit him with the paradigm shift?" No, because this you want to protect those moves still, and this is a way to have a winner. And after the match, they started getting all mad. I'll, I'll I'll get to you in a second to to cover it. I, I don't want to. I'm not trying to jump over you here, but they they're having this match, and after it, Brian slaps him, and Garrett William Regal makes his way down to the ring. He slaps both of them, tells them to get their fucking shit together, and then he makes them shake hands, and they do. So real quick, I'm, what were your thoughts on this match, and then the Regal thing? So, I mean, this this William Regal is the, was the heart and soul of NXT, and this happened in Orlando, and I. I'm so fucking happy for the guy. He he's great behind the scenes and he's great on screen. So this is a this yeah. is a win for AEW. <clears throat> oh yeah. It's even, great even, seeing William Regal. Yeah. hundred percent. Um and he's actually a little I didn't expect to see him tonight or anytime soon. I expected if we were gonna see him, it was just gonna be a random like, hey, that's William Regal backstage. What the hell is he doing there? Oh look, Pete Dunn also or something like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something like that. You know what I mean? Like cause Pete Dunn on you know decides not to resign or something. Which I expect is going to happen. Um Yeah. But um, I actually have no idea what his contract is up. I'm just guessing, I'm speculating. But anyway, um, 
Yeah, no, I mean, this match was, uh, I think Jim Ross at one point described it as a super physical match. I described it in my notes as physical as hell. Uh, we had more blood, obviously. So there was all kinds of submissions and stuff. Um, it was all over the place. Um, the unexpected ending was a little shocking. I honestly don't know if I want a whole ton of matches ending like that nope. in AEW. But, and we never um, really do. To be honest, no, and that's, that's good. That's nice. why it worked here. Agreed. That's um, why it worked here. Little wonky. Agreed. Work on it. Just like work on the knockout submissions a little bit. Because man, I'm just saying, like Anthony Agogo hits that tower of London, and somebody's just dead. It's gonna be amazing. But anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm glad to see William Regal. You were setting me up for something. I have no idea what it was. Um, oh, I was just saying, like in general, just seeing him, like now, do you potentially think? The way that we just saw this is oh, he, what I sent you in our, our is like, he yeah, going mean, to appreciate this tag team? Do that or not. Like, is he going to be like oh, almost I mean, that, an on screen? I thought that as well. Like, is he going to be the manager? I really don't think they need one, so I'm going to guess no. I don't but, either, I mean, but something tells me this might be how he helps recruit people to join them to join their like wrestling academy thing. They might fucking. I could do. see that. Like he just is sort of like in the way that Don Callis isn't really the manager for Kenny Omega. Yep. Like he doesn't exactly, need a manager, just like but, Callis. Yep, or like Art like, Anderson for Cody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's just there to be like, I make the game plan, you know. Because you know who um, I saw tweet as soon as this match ended, and he tweeted something along the lines of "I love violence," and that's the kind of wrestling I love. Lee Moriarty. I mean, I would love to see Lee Moriarty just join up. I mean, it would if make these sense guys go as a tag too. teams. Fuck Jurassic Express. Jurassic Express. I'm sorry, bud. That that's a tough one to beat, there, friends. Good luck. <laughs> Fuck's sake, fellas. Um. Other than that, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, just as a match, man, this was just so much fun. The cattle mutilation. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I know. I mean, I just, I, I think, um, of all the matches on the show, this one delivered exactly what it said it was going to. I'm not sure that the dog collar match didn't either, but I'm saying that I think if you wanted, I think if there was something that sold this pay per view, um, it was the dog collar match, but I think if there was a, a, a match that delivered on what it said it was going to on the card, it's probably this one. Like this was, it was unbelievable. It truly was. I, I think this has a shot to be five stars and maybe the uh, tag. Everything else, I, I don't know if anything else does, but we'll see. High force for everything else, probably. But I mean, I, I don't know. You know, like I don't really do match ratings because it's hard. Because I don't even know how. I don't know what the criteria that like a Meltzer or a Wrestling Inc. or whoever the hell does when they make those ratings. Like people do it all the time and they do it for a living. And I don't understand what criteria they use. I just yeah. I tell it's you, gotta if be I like the story in the ring, right? Too. I mean, that's why maybe Punk. Uh, I, I'm gonna guess that's like. I right, see. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. Like, if you have to calculate in all the stuff that led up to it, then like like most matches suck by that standard. Like. <laughs> No, 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 not even a joke. Like even no, in AEW, yeah. most matches still suck by that standard. Like it's, you know, people people book themselves into a work, into a shoot, into a reverse stunner sometimes because like that they they like they they oversell what they thought they saw in the storyline. I think sometimes like I don't think most storylines in wrestling are good. Like, um, hey, but that's man. because most storylines in general aren't good. You know, like. Yeah, we had our anyway. we had our one five star match this year, which on AEW, which was Cody and Sammy. Which I mean, that was fucking incredible. I can't believe that's the only the, one so far. But it's also like they haven't really booked um, a ton of matches. That I mean, I'm I, I'm honestly shocked. Well, this is the Danielson, first pay per view in this year, right? Twenty twenty two. 
Well, I'm saying so. I'm surprised that Danielson hasn't been given a five star match. Oh yeah, Since, like on TV at all. It's just like, or at least a four and a half. I'm shocked by that. You know, like because some of them have been good. He got I mean, one in December, but 2021. So, uh, him and Hangman, Hangman's yeah. streak's been incredible. So, but yeah, I mean, I don't think we can put that match over enough. And as we talked about at the, the beginning of the show here, um, Sting, my God, man. I'm just going to lead it off here with this. <laughs> Sting, oh, look at that. I just found it in the news. Sting dead at 62. Oh, shit. <laughs> that is just... that that was bleeding, huh? I feel like that was the thing where he said, fuck you to everyone who thought I retired a couple years ago. Sting, I feel like Darby they were Allen planning that Gavar. spot and Sting was like, can I take it? And they were like... My God, All probably man. just sat around for a second like, are you sure? And he was like, I mean... What's the worst that happens? It ends my career, and then everyone laughed. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like so, Matt Hardy, Andrade Alidolo, and Isaiah Cassidy faced Sting, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara again. Darby Allen back to back pay per views with a fun intro like that. It just adds to his character aesthetic. Like Darby's a fucking star. So hey, um, this is where you I gotta add- say, did, what was the? Why did they feel the need to murder Jose at the beginning of this match? Had to be done, man. Had to get him out of there. That's true. <laughs> Had to be done. Um, but, yeah, there were, this match was instantly off to the races. Yeah, putting Jose in the trash can and then Darby hitting the fucking dive on him. Um, that was a creative use of Darby's unique dive yeah. that he does. Like, I was like, how are they going to... Is there a name but, for that dive? I'm trying to look around here. Nah. He just goes fucking it, full speed. It's, it's it's like, I'm sure that I'm actually... Uh, let me say, I'm sure there is a name for it just because there's like a name for every kind of tope and... <laughs> you know be like but i don't know what half of them are or the yeah. difference between some of them some of them literally look the same but are named a different i don't i don't get it but you know but like, there was uh this this match had the biggest spots of the night um sam you you kind of mentioned it earlier sammy guevara and isaiah cassidy my god yeah the two guys that want to die apparently are just the, you know i honestly <laughs> isaiah cassidy took a rough landing from that dude. yeah he did like, why is it whenever they set up two tables like that, ever, it just never hits both tables, like, ever? Like, you know what's kind of weird in this match that I think could work? It was Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara. They kind of, those guys had some chemistry no. when they were at it together, man. No. Do you remember what happened last time? What happened? Matt Hardy almost fucking died. <laughs> oh, dude, that's right. <laughs> And that was the no, pay per view last year. We're not year. having that match. But no, for what it's, it's worth, off though, limits. It's banned. For what it's worth, those guys had some good chemistry together. I thought that stuck yeah, out. That's why they were having. They were having a fantastic. That was remember that was when AEW first launched. That was the only feud I even gave a shit about with Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Like the, the inner circle was so good that first year. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, the spots were all over the place. Um. So the big spot here is Sting. Went to, through the crowd and put himself off the balcony through all the tables. It was like four tables through, and he hit Andrade. Andrade taking that spot. I don't know why the hell he thought that was a good idea. Um, I think Andrade's having so much fun in this AHFO. I know he's getting, people think he's getting go away heat, but I think he's just having a great time. It's clearly going to result in Jeff Hardy coming. I don't know what the end result for Andrade and that is, but. Also, when Andrade, Darby Allen, and Sammy were like in certain spots together, those three looked great playing off of Friday. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Butcher and the Blade did their little things. Mark Quinn did his thing. Um, 
this this ended with the scorpion death drop and a coffin drop on Matt Hardy and yeah Darby pinned scorpion him for death drop through a chair even Oof. yeah so this was this was quite literally 13 minutes and it was fast furious from the get just about the opposite of the match we just had and that is yeah. the dynamic that AEW plays around in. That's the sandbox that they have, and they fucking know how to use it. This could have just been another six-man tag. Honestly, I, I they could have cut it for fuck's sake, but they these guys went out there and did yeah, their job. Yeah, honestly, this match could have – this match and the match with – if you took this match off the card – not that I didn't like this match, but if you took this match off the card, took that stipulation, threw it on the match uh, earlier in the night – Yeah. Um, that I mentioned that it would have worked better for. Um, what was that? What was it? Was it? Uh, yeah, that you're talking oh, yeah, about the, the red tag dragon team. The, the, yeah, the tag title match. Make that just either a tornado or B. Have the third person be in there, you know, or whatever. However, that would be. By the way, that's not even a tornado match. That's just a tag team match. But anyway. Um, yeah. um, anyway. Um, any uh, it, you, you fan you of the have, result here? Who's winning? I mean, it didn't really matter. Yeah, so, no, it didn't matter, but it's still nice to see Sammy and these guys all taking their wins. Yeah, none of these people are going to be feuding with each other or anything around each other anytime soon. So I don't know. It just it felt like they wanted to have all these people on the show, and clearly they view that if they have the TBS title on the pay per view, that they have to take a different championship off. So basically, this is Tony's answer for you never have two women's matches on the pay per views. I'm sorry, I'm just being honest, you know. <laughs> Hey man, oh, we had so we have to take time. Sammy off the pay per view by having him wrestle a match for the title two days before, which didn't matter because everyone was involved in the match that he was going to have at the pay per view. See, this is why I don't, I didn't care about this match at all because I was like, it was good. Oh yeah, but that's it didn't the thing. Need to happen no one really cared about it. They just went out there and had a fun little six man match. So, and I, it was the co-main. That event to me the was show. the most surprising match of the but night. But that's weird. Like if we're if we're talking, we're this supposed to be the more realistic sports product. The co-main event literally didn't matter at all. Like, yeah, it's also a cool. Yeah, I mean that's the thing in wrestling because none of this is going to matter in a week. You know, like yeah, it's yeah. I mean, hey, because it's not like the AHFO are suddenly going to be liked by the majority of the audience. Like well, until Jeff Hardy comes, uh, let's jump into this main event. Adam Hangman Page versus Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship. And again, we've seen all these singles matches tonight that they just all had different styles. And this one was yet again an entirely different style because these guys were just kicking the shit out of each other, beating the shit out of each other. And my God, Panama Sunrise City. Um <laughs> There was so many different chants. Uh, the, this is we, we want Adam was the first one. Um, <laughs> Let's go, Adam. This Adam, is Adam, Adam sucks. There was a this is Adam show. Yeah, the Adam sucks chants. Yep, yep. Uh, fuck. Uh, the chants were hilarious. Um, These guys had the longest match of the night. They went twenty five forty five, and uh, yeah, I mean, hey, this this was yet again another. Adam Cole did the thing that you love with the fingers on the ropes. Um, yep, that's that's one of my favorite spots in wrestling because he still hits his finisher and he still thinks he's gonna pin him. But my god, that little son of a bitch got so lucky, and that's how I always <laughs> think of it. You know, <laughs> that son of a bitch got lucky. Um, uh, we had a uh, Red Dragon come out. They weren't doing anything. They distracted Adam Page, and then Adam Cole went nuts, hit the buck sh- or hit not the buckshot, the uh, hit the boom. And he didn't get him. And some little, sh- uh, he gets put through a table somewhere along the lines. And the Dark Order come out. 
But Hangman's like, dude, I don't fucking want your help. And he shoves Alex Reynolds. <laughs> I know. I was Pretty like, much the, the entire point of the Dark Order was to get rid of Red Dragon because you don't want it to theoretically if red dragon's out there adam cole shouldn't lose like this is one of the reasons why this felt like a shenanigans heavy show because like how are you gonna sit here and tell me that them getting involved and then that resulting in something else happening in the match that's it's shenanigans even if it didn't work out for adam cole like. yeah they didn't even fuck with adam cole though i mean they were just beating up his henchmen i, I see what you're saying oh no 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 i'm saying that the the henchmen being involved like even if it didn't result in something good for adam cole the red dragon that was shenanigans like oh sure I mean, this is why I think as wrestling fans that get upset about things, we got to fucking make our definitions either consistent or just get rid of some of them. Because like, I just like if if those guys would have say Alex Reynolds kicks Hangman in the nuts and then he throws into the ring, Adam Cole hits the boom and wins the title. I I would have been like, are you? Fu-? I would have been fucking a little salty. That's how it went down. I mean, even if Adam won the title when Red Dragon come out, that would have been kind of a bullshit finish. But when Hangman won the title, you know, it was just those two. And I don't know. There's just part of me that feels like that is a very WWE thing to do. And if they want to be an alternative and not just. Exactly. That's why they rarely do that kind of finish. Because you can't. No, no. I'm saying like, I feel like even just like not it being the finish, but somebody getting involved in every single fucking match is a very WWE thing to do. You know, like. That's what I mean is like that's, that's what, ha- what people complain about when they complain about that with the WWE. And I don't mean to bring up the WWE constantly on our reviews and stuff, but like it's what I use as the measuring stick for what I don't want is the bad stuff that happened over there all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, hey, that's, and- that's a fair criticism of the main event. I mean, hey, I, I just I, – I have this weird thing that they are, they're in stables, so I don't know. I it's it's a catch twenty two because if they're in stables and they're getting their ass beat, and no one helps them. Well, what's the point of a stable? Well, there's no actual point to any stables at exactly. all. Exactly. So if you don't have that, and so like the my that's why I think trios titles matter a lot more than people fucking realize because <laughs> then you have a reason for trios to exist at all. Like, we, had, we had two trios matches tonight. Yeah, and and they, and I love them, and that's why I think they should have something they can go for because like. I'm know. imagining the first winner is going to be crowned it all out. I, I, I really think that's going to be with the direction. They'll have a tournament leading to all out. It'll be fun. It'll probably be the well, undis- Cody Cod already basically said that they're going to kick it off when Kenny gets back. Basically, yeah. So it'll so. be probably Kenny and the Young Bucks versus Adam Cole and the fucking Red Dragon or something, and it'll be a massive all out thing. And it'll go five and a half stars, thirty six minute match. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, Hangman retains here. That's the story. Um, after the match goes off, uh, Hangman shakes his hand. And I mean, yeah, this is Hangman's title reign is currently just being idolized by these insane matches he continues to have. The guy's uh, had I'm still four, not 100% impressed with it. I'm sorry. He's had five title matches and all of them have just been stellar. So that's just. His his legacy of this world championship is is currently being defined by that, and yeah, I mean, with Adam winning on Wednesday, I felt like it, or I say that with Cole winning on Wednesday, it felt like uh, this is probably the way. But yeah, Hangman Page is uh, being set up right now to this is this is uh, going to get special, and I don't know who he faces next. Maybe Cole again, maybe not. But yeah. 
anything yeah, else? Yeah, I, I don't. I I'm really not sure. This is my problem, right? Like, okay, so what now? Because Adam well, now Cole, you set up the next challenger, yeah. Right, Adam Cole's obviously out of this, <clears throat> but there's not really somebody for the Bucks to immediately have a trio. So I guess he's just going to kind of be in the background of the Bucks versus like, they're going to go back to what they were at. basically until Kenny gets back. That storyline is on pause and it's super annoying. Like, um, yeah, I, I have no, unless idea Jay White's going to step is. in for one side, but I don't think he's going to do that unless his plan is to work with the Bucks until Kenny gets back, which would be really weird, yeah. but I could see Jay White doing something weird like that. You know, even though Adam Cole brought him in, I don't know. That's what I lack from this pay-per-view with a lot of these matches is where this goes next, especially because with AEW, their next pay-per-view is not for like another 97 months. So, you know, like... Hey, hey, luckily, this one's only uh, two months away. I think it's like 10 weeks. So, we're actually... It's going to feel quick after the last last two... From November to March was four months, and now we're going from March to May, the end of May. So, um. Yeah, that's going to be – I don't know Hangman's Challenger yet. Um, I mean, part of me thinks it might I be think. Punk, dude. I could I, be Punk. Punk just beat MJF. That would be certainly an option. So Hangman um, is at five and a half. So his match with Kenny when he won the title, which was fucking incredible, that was five and a half. He went five with Danielson the next one, 4.75 with Danielson. Um, and then the Texas death match was four and a half. So let's. I mean, I, I can't believe how good that Texas Death Match was. That would. I don't think this is hitting the quality of either of those or any of those. I don't think. But I'm it was curious. Still a good match. Yeah, I I think it. It was different. I mean, it's so I think hard. It at least with, got to four. I don't know if it got. It's to one of those five. things, right? It's so hard to look at it in a vacuum because of the matches we had before. Because I, I don't think it was better than Moxley Danielson. I don't think it was better than the tag, and I really probably don't think it was better than Punk MJF. No, but so, I think it. Does rank up with the rest of Hangman's matches at least? Yeah, maybe probably, probably like four and a half. I mean, it had the time. It told a fun story. This is just another, um, I guess. What is that? A feather in the cap, right? So, uh, yeah, that sounds correct. I, I guess that's kind of fun. I mean, if we were trying to think. I mean, I, I don't know what Hangman does next. Sammy, we know his next two challengers most likely. Yep. It's it's literally Scorpio. And then Wardlow and I, I And if he survives both of those somehow, probably swerve, honestly. Like Yeah, I mean, that's been the precedent. You come in and you're a big star, you're gonna get a TNT title shot. It's happened with every guy so far except for Kyle O'Reilly. So You like, know who I'd like to see face Hangman next? And he gotta win tonight. I'd say uh, Malachi. He's a hook. Or he's a heel. And um, I think that group has now beaten their current challengers. Unless you bring Miro back as a return, but you already did the return with Lance Archer, right? Moxley and Danison are doing their own thing. I mean, you could you could run Punk, but I think Punk is now going to go do his Ricky Starks feud. Remember, that was one of the feuds he wanted to do. Yes, that was the other one of the people he I think Punk's going to go feud with Ricky there. Starks. Yeah. So if we were to make a prediction right now, just for the hell of it, if he doesn't, let's say he doesn't run Adam Cole back, which I think probably still most likely. Um, I would guess right now, Malachi Black, and I think that would be a lot of fun. Actually, I think that would be a fun feud. 
Um, I don't think they run it back with Adam Cole. I, I okay. just hasn't been the precedent in AEW. No, it hasn't. At all. It hasn't. Um, I don't think they want to set that precedent either. I want they want it to be different, and that's why I like like I bitch at them for doing the same thing so frequently, guys. Is because they claim to want to be the alternative while also doing all of the same things. And, and I get that there are a certain amount of things you have to do, yeah. and I'm willing to do. I'm willing to accept that, but like. There are certain things you can actively choose to not do, and that's one of them. You know what I mean? You know, is is choosing not to have rematches unless it is a really, really intense feud or not for a title, you know? Yeah. Um, the only one that I can even think of since I've been watching it was Cody and Sammy, and that was because Sammy, everybody agreed, should have never lost the title. Like, you know, like Yeah. Um to, to Cody. But they clearly wanted to go in a different direction. And then the fans, they realized the fans actually didn't care. What the ter- Pe- people saw the Cody with the title for a week and they were like, actually, we changed our minds. You know, like, if, this made dude, things if worse Cody, somehow. Oh, man. Cody would be such a good challenger here. That's what sucks. This The way Cody's story was going, I could see him being the next challenger. He could finally be heel. He could say, fuck that clause that I had. Fuck that shit. I'm going for the title. Maybe MJF still. Um, that's possible. That's dude. That's where they kind of handicapped themselves with that storyline from forever ago. Oh yeah, Co- it sounded cool and sounded yep. great at the time because everyone was so afraid that Cody was going to book I kinda, himself. I kind of hated it. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, it it, it was it no, no. But I present. think a lot of people like liked it because that same idea existed at the time that Cody was going to book himself into like infinite championships. You know, like, and we know that now with Bucks and. Uh, Kenny, they 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 were worried the same. That's why that first year of AEW felt like, what the fuck's going on? Why is Kenny losing so much? And yeah, well, yeah, and it made Hangman lose quite a bit too because they were tagging. You know what I mean? So it's like, and then they put them together in that fucking legendary tag team. My God, what a fucking tag team! Hang- Hangman, Adam Page, and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks is probably still my favorite all time tag match for fuck's sake. If that'll be it's top, still I don't considered know. A lot, by a lot of people to be the best match. And, it's, and you know what else is up there? The fucking all outs Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Yes. So yeah, Garrett. I mean, this is fun. I, I fucking this is so much fun when we have these wrestling weekends like this, dude. <laughs> Oh yeah, it only happens every like three or four months, so it's like it's great. Like we got we double or just... nothing. Um, I can't wait to talk wrestling this week, guys. And we uh, we have a weekly show. It comes out Saturday, Sunday, wherever your time zone is. It it really it could be late Saturday for you. It could be early Sunday for you, or it could be late Sunday for you for you fucking Australian or something. Um, shout out our Australian viewers. Appreciate it, yo. But other Upside than that, down land. Um, other than that, we will be back on this weekend's Eat Sleep Elite. Talking about how pissed we are that Layla Hirsch just uh, won this pay per view match to put over Thunder Rosa. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, guys, that'll be it. Um, you can catch us on Twitter. I'm at O Charlie with an X instead of an A. And good brother Garrett here is at Bane Duke. Tweet at us. Tell us you you hate wrestling and yeah, go Bucks. Yeah, tell us that our uh, that our femboy Batman is the worst. All right, femboy um, Batman. Yes, Battinson. All right, guys, we'll see you next weekend. Peace. Whose house? Ah, ah. Ah.
Are you sure about that? Word to your mother. <laughs>